0: Winning post joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, the Group 1 action this weekend is at Doombin in Brisbane for the Doombin Cup, and notably it sees the last run of the great Kiwi Mayor, Melody Bell, as I've written in the publications this week. Uh, probably doesn't quite get the uh, plaudits for a 14-time Group 1 winner, given that 13 of those wins have been... In New Zealand, only the one over here, but it was a pretty comprehensive one in the uh, 2019 Empire Rose Stakes. Just made our best mares look second rate. She's also placed in an all-star mile and uh, runs some very good races. In other good, one, run, uh, good group ones over here. And, look, I uh, would, you know, given that she didn't really have all the favours in the Hollandale Stakes, look, I mean, maybe she's just uh, sort of... Coming to the end naturally, as well as the fact that she's about to be sold as a broodmare, um, but I'd give her a rough chance on Saturday. What say you?
1: Yeah, definitely, Barks. I think you've got to be a little bit forgiving of her last couple. You know, they they tried the twenty four hundred in the tank grid, drew wide, got back, and you know she probably didn't attack the line like like a true twenty four hundred meter horse. And then, as you said, the Hollandale, she drew wide again, had a tough run, and. I think this is, you know, 2,000 metres at Doombin, I really think should give her her best chance to, to sign off on a positive note. Now, whether that's a win or, or maybe just a top four finish, um, I think if she can achieve the latter, then she's done well. And obviously, like, like you said, she only did win group one group, one in Australia so far. But, of course, she was a group two winner of the Queensland Sires uh, way back as a two-year-old. She, she's been a top-level performer on these shores for, uh, for four years. So a great mare and, uh, yeah, look, I think she's got legitimate top four claims on Saturday. I think even Jamie Richards has been quoted this week as saying uh, going to need a lot of luck to, de- to defeat Zaki and uh, he certainly deserves favouritism. All right, one of
0: the other features at Durban on Saturday, Dan, is the BRC Sprint. comes with a golden ticket into Queensland's biggest race, the Stradbroke. Handicap, you have spoken to trainer Daniel uh, David Van Dyke, I should say, during the week uh, about a very promising and lightly raced sprinter called Skins. Um, did come up uh, after you spoke to David uh, with the widest gate. Thought was given to uh, the scratching, but uh, as far as we know, as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon, they are pressing on. Uh, how keen are you on Skins?
2: Yeah, the. Uh certainly much keener before the barrier draw. That's for sure. Look, I think if, uh, the horse is just going so well. I think it, it we'll have to get back from that wide draw, but there is plenty of speed on. So I think those back markers will get their chance, but he's just uh, one of a sort of a, a, number of sort of locally trained gallopers who have risen through the grades and sort of um, <clears throat> flexing their muscles now against, against these better horses and uh, acts as well, who came out and franked the form um, skins, it beat Axe quite easily last start. Axe came out last week and was one of the better winners of the day. And then you've got the likes at the top, like Groundswell, who's been coming through the grades. And Garibaldi, another one as well, who's probably a bit more exposed than the likes of Axe and Skins, but um, now starting to sort of uh, contest these better races. And I think from what he's shown, he can certainly figure. So it is an open race, but I think Skins has um, got plenty of upside. And with a bit of luck from that wide gate, we'll certainly um, be knowing, letting them know that he's there late.
0: All right, we'll take you right through the black type on the Doom and Cut program, and that starts in race three, City Property Services, Carter Stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights for two-year-old fillies at listed level. Daniel, we find your value bet coming up in this race.
2: Yeah, I like the run of Dovetail Diva, the seven, uh, Ken Russell first up. She was very brave up on the speed there. She was meeting some um, some good horses and who were sort of had a couple of runs under their belt. She was there first up, and... Uh, even when she was claimed late in the piece, she really fought hard and, and wasn't beaten all that far. The top four got right away from the rest of the field and um, she crossed the line with some pretty handy horses. As I said, who had the benefit of match fitness under their belt. I think now second up, she'll be hard, harder to catch a little bit more speed on paper and this not, not sure whether she'll get the, uh, the ease of lead as she did last start, but she can sit off them if need be. She did that on debut at doom, but on a soft track and, um, sat just off the pace and was far too good And a two-year-old made it in earlier in the year um, Pretty keen On her second up and she has been backed During the week, uh, leading up to the week as well, Leading up to race day as well So she's my top pick, the seven Stella Magic in next um, Gave me Star a bit of a scare in the Dalrello Last start um, Three weeks in between runs She's uh, flying this preparation Yet to miss the, Quinella. Yet to miss, yeah, the top two In five starts, Rhapsody Rose Was good in that, Ken Russell, beat home Dovetail Diva, and she sat wide throughout. Um, She was very brave to the line as well. And the six, Hoover Lucy. Um, Still a maiden, but shown quite a bit of ability in two Hawkesbury runs. Seven on top of one, two, and six for me. I've gone five, Socialist. uh, Narrowly beaten by extreme time.
1: Two runs back. That horse came out and won a stakes race last week. Socialist then won her maiden at Canterbury. Comfortably accounting for Morioka. There was a gap back to third. Uh, Just think she's a, a filly on the way up. Number five ahead of seven, Dovetail Diva. Certainly noted that early market push for her in the Ken Russell. Uh, as 30 to one, possibly around about that uh, opening quote and came in sort of, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, ended up jumping 11 and, and as Daniel said, ran a good race. Uh, in for third number one, Stella Magic, super consistent. I liked her effort finishing off well behind Miss Hipstar. Morioka, have to respect her with her form lines around Socialist. Five on top from seven, one and eight.
0: Across to race 5 at it's on Saturday, the Magic Millions Pam O'Neill stakes. Set weights and penalties for fillies and mares at group three level over 1,600. Daniel.
2: Got the 10, Legay Salil on top from the informed John O'Shea stable. He's um, really got his horses going nicely at the moment. This mare should have won at Kensington last start. She was just robbed for a, Bit of a runge when James McDonald was able to get into the clear, the two hundred meter mark. The uh, winner leaner's hero had sort of already caught a winning break, but she she rocketed home in the second to just miss that horse. Um, her first go at this at stakes level, I think she's up up to it. She knows the line is. She's won five of her nine starts, and um, she's two for three at the sixteen hundred meters. So I think a good bet in the Pamaniel is the ten. In for second, I have the four nudge look she deserves a win this mare she's been really well this preparation improving with each start but just been good at finding one or two better that rocker clock form from two back reads well that horse came out and um, won a stakes race since that was very good again in the coast uh, nudge last start so she's knocking on the door and, and certainly wouldn't shock the one in next parody um, bit of a freshen since the the very good after of the Australian Cup 1600 meters suits and She'll roll forward in a race that doesn't have a whole heap of speed engaged. And in for fourth, we've got the nine, Gemma Scotland, maybe the overs in this field. 10-4-1-9. I'm going to give another chance to number seven,
1: Sophie's Gold Class. She ran very well first up. Went to the silk stocking. I liked her. But then as the day wore on, you didn't really want to be near the fence. She drew gate one. Michael Carl did a reasonable job to get her away from the rail. She didn't finish off. I thought she was a touch disappointing. But up to the mile, she's had three goes, two wins in a second. Third up. Barrier one, she's taking on slightly stronger quality, but I think at the odds she's going to be, she's certainly worth another chance. Four nudge, knocking on the door. She's put some terrific runs together without winning this prep. If she gets the break, she can win. Two graceful glamour, looks the likely leader. As long as we're working on a firm deck, she's going to take a stack of catching. And one parody, certainly uh, had a great prep last time in. She won't be too far from the speed either. Should be able to cross over from that wide gate and get a good run. But I'm giving seven another chance from four, two and one.
0: Race six at Doombin on Saturday is the 4X Chief De Beers. It is a listed
2: quality over 1,110 metres, Daniel. You're really open race this. Uh, Look, I'm going to go with an old favourite on top in the two, California Zimbul. Um, look, was disappointing in the Sapphire last start. She's certainly a better mare than that. She's been kept fresh for five weeks between runs, and she does race well fresh. Uh, um, gets a good, uh, gets a dry track here, which helps as well. She's on top to the ten in next Nierdorp. Um A slow way first up, and look, it was a nine hundred meter race, so that obviously didn't help her cause. But uh, look was a very good run from her. She's a good second up horse and will certainly improve up to 1,100 metres. In for third, I have the seven, Zanaya. Uh, claimed a stakes win at Eagle Farm last start. The pace suited, but she ran on, on a, um, from last and I think might have appreciated the change of scenery. It was a really nice turn of foot she showed on that occasion. And in for fourth, I've got the 11, Varda. Uh, pleasing enough run first up can improve with that run under the belt. My numbers... Two on top of 10, 7, and
1: 11. I've gone with 10, Nadorp, who I thought uh, ran pretty well first up. Uh, over 900 metres at the Gold Coast. Just found it a little bit sharp, I think stepping up to the 1100. Certainly a positive for her. And just the, the little pull in the weights on what I think is her main danger. Number two, California Zimbal. Who I've got in for second. Good win first up against the boys. Tackled a similar race and ran pretty well. And then took on the Sapphire next time out. Uh, it was... On speed, dropped out. A bit disappointing, but maybe a, po- a few excuses. Back to the 1100. I think she can be very hard to catch. 11, Varda will shoot footer for that first up run. Just not sure when she's at her absolute best. She's only on one from seven on dry, one from three on soft. And, of course, she's got that very good heavy record, three from three, including a winner of Crusader. So she might be an elite wet tracker, uh, but she can be competitive on top of the ground. And six, Sugar Boom, uh, much better last time. Uh, the heavy struck uh, sort of pulled her up fresh and then she got on a wet track again, but ran pretty well last time out. Firmer tracks certainly in her uh, favour on Saturday. 10 on top from 2, 11 and 6. The big one at Zoombin on Saturday is Race 7, Channel 7, Zoombin
0: Cup, 2,000 metres standard weight for age group one with 000, 50 stars has come out since we went to press. And Daniel, you are very keen on the fave here, Zaki.
2: Yeah, look, he really surprised me that in the Hollandale. He had a pretty hot field that day, and um, oh, it was a great win by by Zaki. Oh, look, on a soft track as well. Adam Alnish, Annabelle Nisham said a couple of things post race. One of them is that he will be better on a on a, on a dry surface, and um, but doesn't know how they beat him if he can produce that again. Yeah, so it's just a matter of. Being able to produce that sort of run here in up to 2,000 metres. Um, it's hard to see any of the forces that he accounted for in the Hollandale turning the tables in this. So I've got the five on top, top and quite clearly I think he's um, a super talent and I think he'll only improve here fourth up. Humidor was excellent. Look, he's over the odds in this. he He's always been, he's gone around big odds at sort of his last few starts. Was obviously a rising nine-year-old, but I thought he was quite good in that Hollandale Stakes. He was his best work right. was very late. He's got to improve second up. He's got an excellent second up record. He's won four of ten. And as I mentioned, he'll relish your to 2,000 metres. So, he's, he's the overs in the field. Um, toffee Tongue wasn't in the best going, that Hollandale, but the 2,000-metre record is uh, was excellent. And in for fourth, drag, you know, the Dragon, the plate winner, um, wasn't too far of a couple of genuine superstars. Like the Queen Elizabeth uh, freshened up And, uh, yeah, certainly wouldn't shock either. Five, six, 12 and one for me.
1: I've gone with two, Magatu. Uh, Look, he's possibly better on, uh, you know, on ground wetter that we're going to get on Saturday. But he's a class performer, obviously won the All-Star mile, uh, went to the Doncaster, ran really well. And then it was the quick backup in the Queen Elizabeth. And he travelled up in behind them when sort of the pace slackened up, ended up getting up towards behind the the leader. uh, Dalasan. They came away from the inside. He had to take the inside run and he battled away okay. He only beat one home there, but it was a, an elite field and he got beat less than two lengths. I just like this setup of the, the gap between runs. He was four weeks into the All Star mile, four weeks into the Doncaster and, and produced two really good performances. And, and here we are, five weeks between runs, gate one. He's going to get every chance. So I'm with him to beat five Zach. He looks the one to beat. I couldn't see any of those behind him in the Hollandale. Turning the tables, um, so look, $2.80, probably the right price for a horse like him. Seven shared ambition, ran pretty well in that Hollandale, pushed forward, stuck on nicely for third. I think he gets an opportunity to uh, run very similar again, and including the gun mare, Melody Bell. Hopefully she can go out on a high, uh, whether that's winning or, or finishing top four, but uh, I think she certainly should be respected for your multiples. Two on top for me from five, seven, and ten.
0: Race eight at Durban is the TAB BRC Sprint, thirteen fifty meter Group Three quality worth one hundred and seventy five thousand, and skins Daniel, as you mentioned, uh, will have to jump from the outside at this thirteen fifty meter start outside of a field of uh, sixteen. But on the bright side, has got a run with the uh, scratching of Flash R.
2: Yeah, look, as I said before, would be keener at a drawn a better gated. Probably wouldn't be getting um, as far back as he would. He sort of likes to settle around midfield, but I think there is enough speed on for the back markers to get their chance. Doomben probably not a Eagle farm, probably better track to uh, draw wide than than Doomben, but I still like his chances here. He's a, he's a super talent. He's been patiently handled by uh, David Van Dyke and just um, working nicely through the grades and, All his wins have been pretty dominant, really. Um, And he's done the odds. His two wins this preparation. I think he's crossed the line with a bit in reserve. So, I've no doubt he's up to this level. Um, And I can hope he can show it on Saturday. So, 17 on top skins. A 14 Garibaldi in next. Just could reel in Fender last start. But he um, swapped the runs and Garibaldi easily wins that. He's drawn ideally here in barrier five. Um, I think he's... Swite had I mean, 19 starts under his belt. I think he's sort of just starting to see the, bet, the best of him now. Rainier in next, I think was another horse. we we'll get the chance to stake his claim late. Only half a length of Splintex, the first up and that horse, thought was pretty good um, in the Dubin 10,000. And in for fourth, I have the seven dragon late, the New Zealand horse. Um, obviously a very classy, um, classy gelding winning a couple of group twos in New Zealand. And, His only Australian one, he wasn't too bad in the tramway from a wide gate. Um, So hasn't been seen for for nearly nine months, but he can certainly run a race first up. Michael Rod on board's a good booking. My numbers, 17, 14, 4 and 7. I am with the Kiwi horse, number seven, Dragon Leap. He
1: is a real talent, this bloke. I'm not 100% sure what his best distance is going to be. Obviously, he got out to the 2400 in the New Zealand derby and didn't quite run it out. I think he's got enough pace in him to perform well at this distance. Uh, Just not sure whether he's going to be right at his best, uh, getting to 1,600 metres. But he has tried quite well uh, for the return from a long break, and I think he's good enough odds to respect each way. From four, Ranier, who was very good first run back from a spell in the hallmark, uh, settled pretty handy there at 1,200, and I thought he ran really well. A three special reward can improve sharply from Hawkesbury. That was 1,100. Up in trip suits, he's three from six, second up, and James McDonald takes over. And 14, Garibaldi, eye-catching return. He strung the wins together last prep. Now he's up in grade and has to prove himself. But I thought that fresh run was very good. Seven on top for me from four, three, and 14. And finally, at Zumbin Race 9, ANZ Bloodstock News,
0: The Roses. Two thousand metres set weights for three-year-old fillies, Group Two, two hundred and fifty thousand. They are on their way to the Oaks. What's going to win it, Daniel?
2: I can't can't um, jump off Grace and Harmony. I was with her in the Gold Coast bracelet, third up, and um, well, despite the wide gate there, she was just far too good for them. Um, off a wide run, she's drawn wideish again here. She'll jump um, out of the sixteen runners, but. Yeah, I think she's just treading the right way. She's only gone improved at 2,000 metres, in my opinion. And based on what she did last start, it's hard to, it's hard to drop off her. So she's on top for me, the three. Bargain, the two in next, brings a different form line. Um, coming off a last start placing in the, in the ATC Oaks. Has dropped back to 2,000 metres, but she was excellent in, in Adrian Knox over this trip during the Sydney Carnival. So from a good draw, she can certainly figure uh, good Soys will eat up 2,000 metres. Bread two and in for fourth. I got the for 10 Signora Nera. <clears throat> uh, good behind Grace and Harmony last start. Three on top of two, six, ten. Yeah, I've gone with 10 Signora Nera to turn the tables
1: on Grace and Harmony. I just thought with the better barrier on Saturday played into her hand. She was very good on the Gold Coast and she's going to be an each way price again. So I was happy to stick with her from Grace and Harmony. Just uh, making every post a winner this prep. No real knock on her. Two, a bargain. Well, she brings the, I guess, the best form through the Adrian Knox and the Oak. She's had a little freshen, five weeks between runs. She's had a trial. She's going to be pretty hard to hold out. And 12, Atonement, I think, is uh, perhaps the best ruffie. She showed some staying promise last prep. They whipped her up to Queensland. She tackled the Grand Prix uh, on Boxing Day and ran third. She made good improvements second up out to the 1,800 metres. It was only a class one, but I thought it was a strong win. She can press forward. With a strong on pace rider, Astral Willer, in the saddle and can run you a race at odds. 10 for me, though, from 3, 2, and 12.
0: All right, that uh, wraps up Doom. And Daniel's best was uh, race 7, number 5, Zaki in the Doom and Cup and Value. Race 3, number 7, Dovetail Diva. Joel, we didn't hear either of your specials. Talk us through them.
1: Yeah, well, I've made real sensation my best, race 1, number 8 from the Luke Oliver stable. Now, he's also an acceptor for Flemington Saturday. I'm not 100% sure where he sits in terms of the uh, transport uh, debacle that happened this week where some horses uh, couldn't get on the plane. So I'm not sure where he sits in terms of that, but if he makes the trip or has made the trip, I think he'll be very hard to beat and can force his way into next week's Queensland derby. It was a strong win at Flemington, coming off a luckless second at Moonee Valley. He went to Caulfield and got back last the fence. and, gee, they, they really slackened the pace down the side there at Caulfield and he had no hope after that. Then he was held up for most of the straight. So... I just think he's a promising three-year-old that can beat the older horses here. Uh, My value bet's race four, number 11, Garoppolo. He was scratched from the Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago. He hasn't raced since the Mick Dittman back on April 24. And uh, I was on him there. He was 20 to one. I think he would have gone very close had he not got shut out for a run against the inside halfway up the straight. Uh, Gets no easier here. But uh, I think he's well worth a bet again at double-figure odds.
0: All righty, Rose Hill Gardens, the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. There is one black type race. It is race seven. Lord Mayor's Cup over 2,000 metres, uh, listed quality handicap. And the omen bet, of course, is the Lord Mayor. But then again, he was the omen bet last year and ran third. Uh, Joel, you have spoken to young trainer Richard Litt about the prospects of Mr. Marathon Man in this race.
1: Yeah, look, I've lent his way. I think he's, uh, you know, you, you look at his form, his form card, and I guess he's a little bit hit and miss. He hasn't been the easiest horse to train since joining the the Lit stable. Uh, he's been a bit of a, a hard sort of puller in his races, and been a bit of a, a bit of fidgety around the stables. But I think they've got him right. He, he won the Canberra Cup back in March. That was a, a good strong win. And uh, gave him a bit of a let up after that. I thought it was a good run at fourteen hundred meters behind Rocker Clock and Nudge, beaten less than two lengths. Then he went to the Wagga Cup, and that turned into a real sprint home. It was a smart ride by Matthew Carl on the leader at Inverlock, and Mr. Marathon the Man was back off midfield. He ran on well, probably peaked the last 100 metres or so, but it was a good effort to finish sixth. But he's come up with a wide gate, so that's a worry for a horse that can get on the chewy a little bit and over race. He's going to need to try and find some cover. So, look, luck needed, but $15 or $16. Happy to play him each way from two polygrey. Pains me to jump off because I've been with her the last couple and she's won well. Um, she is very good on wet ground. Now, I think we're going to have some given the track, but it might not be as wet as it has been where she's won two of her last three. We might sort of be on a soft five and she's creeping up in the weights, 58. So there's a couple of little negatives, but she'll run well. For Costello, I think, can improve sharply. He never does much fresh, but 2000 metres second up, he's got a good record. So I think he's one to keep. Certainly very safe. And 13 nights order. He ran in that Wagga Cup, sat up second and weakened out. He's better than that. He'll be fitter. Possibly 2,400, more his go, but he has won four times at this trip. So I just think with that fitness run under the belt, he will improve. Nine for me from 2, 4 and 13.
2: Yeah, I'm with the lightly raced nights order. Um, look, at horse that did like the fitness first up, but generally takes a run or two to find his best. He was first up in the Port Macquarie Cup last preparation and, and sort of weakened out of it um, after sitting on the speed, but then won second up a listed race beating Rondonella. That was over 2,400 metres, and as Joel touched on, it, probably a better trip for him than the 2,000, but um, he has a few wins on the board over this trip, and he has got a couple of wins second up from three attempts. So with the 53.5 kilos, he'll settle handy, and certainly be in this for... A, much longer way than he was first up. So, over the odds, I thought the 13. Two, Polly Grey. Um, yeah, she's hard to knock. A Mare in form who a um, couple of the good wins this preparation have been good to the eye, uh, rounding them up. Three, Grey Line, I thought was pretty de- pretty decent run in the jar 8 plates, uh, second up. <clears throat> um, certainly improved with that run under the belt. And 14, Parry Sound um, yeah, with the 53 kilos. Pretty brave in defeat, I thought, last start. I'm giving the winner weight. 13, 2, 3,
0: 14. All right. Knight's order was Daniel's value bet on the Rose Hill program, race seven, number 13. And you men are going head-to-head with your bests in the last race, race nine. We'll start with you, Joel. Number one, approach discreet.
1: Yeah, the Victorian visitor here. um, Not new to venturing to Sydney. He went up there through the spring last year and finished third at Rose Hill and then backed up a week later and won at Rose Hill. His two runs back uh, down in Melbourne have been very good. He's had big weights. He's attacked the line well at Caulfield and Sandown. I think he's ready to peak third up. The three-kilo claim just keeps him in nicely at the weights, 58 and a half on a pretty high minimum. I think he'll take plenty of beatings.
2: And, Daniel, you're
1: with Touridan.
2: Yeah, another... Interstate um, visitor here. He's been excellent winning first and second up this preparation. Both carrying big weights on both occasions. I've um, always thought pretty highly of him and he's obviously come back in terrific form. Uh, this preparation, he handles all surfaces pretty well. He gets through the the affected going quite well, but um, can run away his race if the, the track is a, <clears throat> a little bit dry, which it probably will be than to what he saw as a soft seven at Warrnambool last start, so... Four kilos less than what he had to carry last start, thanks to the claims of Tommy Sherry. I think he's an American gelding with plenty of promise.
0: All right. And finally, Joel's value bet on the Rose Hill program, which uh, comes up in the first league of the Quaddy race, six, number 10, quiet, Michael.
1: Yeah, we've got a few horses trying to force their way into the Queensland Derby, even the Queensland Oaks in this race. Very competitive field, but I like quiet, Michael. He showed a little bit of promise in New Zealand before crossing the Tasman, eye-catching debut for the Wally Yard at Canterbury and then went on with the job at Hawkesbury. A couple of late scratchings there and a deteriorating track. Has a little question mark on the form, but he was never going to lose. It was a strong win. Just think he'll continue to improve with the step up and distance. And I do notice that Daniel is tip number 16, good omens on top. She is my second pick and I'll also be having something on her because she's big odds. She ran that same day at Hawkesbury and just didn't handle the wet. Her previous win was very impressive, and it wouldn't surprise me if she ran very well here and may even sneak into the Queensland Oaks. I'll be having a two-play in that race, but quiet Michael is the value for the day.
0: All righty. We are at Flemington once again in Melbourne on Saturday, and like last week, there is one listed race, and it is race eight, the Hilton Nicholas Straight Six. Twelve hundred meter handicap worth a uh, hundred and forty thousand. What did you like here,
1: Joel? Well, I've gone with Six Pandemic. It's the right form that everyone's going to hone in on. Finishing second to Savat to Excel in the Mackay Stakes at Morfordville where he came from last. So that's the that is the right form. Um, he's just going to get need a little bit of luck because he we know he can settle off speed and um, he's just going to need a few things to go his way. They have put. The blinker's on him first time. That may see him settle closer, and if it does, I think he's very hard to beat. One great again. He's a good straight-track performer. Looks to have come back well off the long break. It was a, a gutsy effort with 59 in the one goom. He's been in the Quinella four and five second up, 16 from 27 overall. So he's just a, a very consistent and smart galloper. And I think he's the hardest to beat. Uh, in for third ten riding the wave. Speaking of the one goon, well, he had no luck, he was uh, held up for most of the straight, so you can forget that. And fourteen Ocular, a horse on the way up, building a, a good record. He might be ready to take the next step to Black Type Company this time in. But I'm with six on top from one ten and fourteen.
2: Yeah, very open race. I've been with pandemic for much of the preparation, and he's done. He hasn't done much, He hasn't done anything to really um, <clears throat> cause me to jump off the two. I guess. Uh, Efforts where he finished down the track or back in the field, it was didn't have luck in either of those. And then last start in the in the McKay Stakes, running on um, not the easiest track to make ground on the sprint race at Morpherville there, but he was very good in the second. And as Joel touched on, that winner um, since come out won the won a Group One, so he's on top for me. The six, but very open race around him. Ten riding the wave, loves the straight, the straight track. Win on New Year's Day it was very good uh, with a m- massive weight. He's Got 54 kilos here, and yeah, just unlucky in that in one groom, Never got a crack at them. 14 Ocular, um, it's come back in good order this time, in beating a good one to Calcani Royale. Did have the run of the race there, but look, seems to have um, been tracking along nicely and presents here fit third up and drops the 54 kilos. And in for fourth, 16 Capriccio, who has, has a straight track win uh, on her CV, beating a few handy ones in that English dash. Um, G two jeps of 54 kilos. So open race, 6, 10, 14, 16.
0: Halverson, uh,
2: for me, uh,
0: just thought uh, back up to 1,200. Uh, might be ready to peak uh, and in something a little bit easier uh, than a Group 1. Uh, Streetcar Stranger, great again in Pandemic, three seven one and 6. For me, uh, Joel, your specials for Flemington.
1: And my best is race three, number two, Lena's Legend. Now, he was my value a fortnight ago at Caulfield. Uh, he was 15 into eights and just found generation too slick. He ran probably about as I, as I expected. He was going to settle just off the pace and finish well. And, and he did that for second. Unfortunately, now Jamie Carr, well, I guess fortunately, because she's a great rider, unfortunately, because the price is gone. Uh, it's around $3.50. So, look, that's a, a slightly disappointing, but he's drawn well. Uh, it's a tricky race, 1,400 with a few newcomers. Um, so you couldn't be loading up, but I think he's the bet of the day. I think he's a promising horse and he'll take plenty of beating. My value is race five, number 12, Kelkani Royale. Uh, Daniel mentioned her just before. She's a pretty consistent mare. She's performed well down the straight. I like that Paul's regret form uh, from the straight track run back in December last year. She's had two runs back. No match for Ocular at Warrnambool, but ran well. And I expect that form to hold up in a race like this. Tio Nugent aboard and looks to be drawn the right spot towards the outside. So she's the value for me at around 9 or $10. Daniel.
2: Yeah, my best comes up in race seven. Um, look, the five Rubo is going really well this preparation. He's only got the one win this time in and only the one career win uh, so far. But there's lot, a lot of luck on a few occasions, including last start at Caulfield. I think. Gets out sooner. Will he beats Russo there. Um, he's just... He was 2,400 back to 2,000 that day and, and ran well. And just a, an honest gelding. He deserves another win. So I'm hoping he can, he can add one to his total here. And looks a good race for him, I think, from the good draw with Craig Newitt engaged. It ticks a lot of boxes. Rubo, race seven, number five. The value comes up in race five. I do like the look of the 13 Zorro's Dream, um, who's now been able to put together a couple of wins Bendigo 1100 and Bendigo 1000 metres. He was stepping up to 60 and a half kilos and um, was still too good for them last start. <clears throat> he plummets in weight to 53 and a half, obviously up in grade, but he's a horse that um, has quite a bit of ability on his day and does possess a good finish as well. So, with a bit of luck from the inside draw, the informal apprentice sign, I think Zoro's dream was well over the odds in that race, race five, number 13.
0: All right, my best is out already. That was uh, riddled me that. So I'm going to go with uh, race one, number two, Snickerdoodle Dandy, the ex-Perth filly who goes so well, second up and at 1,400 metres. And my value bet is the Bendigo three-year-old on a hat-trick, race seven, number three, our lone star. Adam Kempinski should relish the 2,000 metres, Murray Bridge. Everybody's favourite track is the venue for South Australian Metro Racing on Saturday with uh, the Adelaide Masters finishing last week and a uh, great response from owners and trainers. Big, big fields throughout the
2: day at the bridge. What have you found for us there, Daniel? Yeah, competitive racing, no doubt. It was a tough day to find a zone, hone in on a couple of specials, but I'm going to settle with race two, number four, Castle of Kings as my best of the day, uh, the Kiwi Import, um, second on Taboo at uh, Pukakoe but earlier in the year. Um, fresh and since then, sent over to the Will Clark and stable. And um, he has been trialling quite well, um, jumping out, sorry, quite well in readiness for this. It's a win and third from two jump outs. Look, it's a big field that meets, it's a pretty, um, it lacks a bit of bit of depth, this field. It has a very long tail and, look, you can... Do like back in these start spell the horses when they resume. So the back some good jump outs. Then Castle of Kings was, was a good bet in race two at around four dollars. The value comes up in race six. That's a seven early plea of had a little bit of time for this Daniel Bowman trained run-up. Um, he was second to Zorro's Dream at uh, uh, Bendigo last start. So I think that's the right form for this. Uh, didn't have much luck first up. So just for giving the margin at Sandown Hillside, I was back in grade at Bendigo and was good with the big weight. Uh, he's another little plummet in weight after the claim to so Melissa Julius, goes from 60 to 54. Um, and, and we'll roll forward, and um, I think might be able to might take some catching at, at, at a big price. So, race six, number seven, early plea was a you know, good each way value on what is, a, what looks a pretty tough day at Murray Bridge.
0: Well, speaking of tough days, we've moved the uh, chairs and tables across the road to Belmont in Perth. And uh, as usual for Belmont's opening day, uh, Oh, well, certainly late in the day, there's some fairly big deals. So, Perth Quaddy looks a bit, little bit tougher than usual. BJ specials outside the Quaddy races. is best, uh, our man in uh, Perth, I speak of, BJ Ryan. Uh, race five, number five, Bryce Diamond, is best and value bet. Race four, number seven, Sluice Box. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Tarapa and Awapuni.
1: Indeed, they are. Tarapa, my best bet, is race six, number eight. 8, James Barry, who's a pretty consistent performer. He's had the two runs back from a spell. Uh, Just took a while to get over heels and get into the clear last time out. He attacked the line strongly, finishing third. He can turn the tables on a couple that finished ahead of him that day, I think, up to the 2100 third up. He'll be very hard to hold out. The value comes up in the last race, nine, number three, my world. Can be a little in and out with his form, but I thought the second up run at this track was very good, finishing third. This is no harder. He gets a three-kilo claim for talented apprentice Callum Jones. I think that just places him very well off here. So keen on him on an each-way basis. At Awapuni, my best comes up in race six, number 13, Vent. Uh, This mare has been racing pretty well this time in. I think she should be ready to peak fourth up. She was looking like fighting out the finish last start, just faded late, finished fourth, only grabbed late for third on the wire by Pia Rina, who came out and won a Group 2 Mare's race the following week. So the form's pretty good. Interestingly, I think her half-brother, Harungaway uh, might be the danger. Number seven, of course, he's just back from Sydney, had a bit of a prep with Chris Waller, a couple of preps with him. Uh, so that adds a bit of interest to that race, but I'm in the corner of Vent. And my value bet is a first starter, one of the more interesting runners in New Zealand on Saturday, race five, number five, Syndicato. Now, this horse won a trial back in 2018, had a long, long time off, not sure what the issues were, but he reappe- reappeared in the last couple of weeks and won another trial. He's a five-year-old entire and interestingly, he's a half-brother to John Sargent's smart performers, Brandenburg and a lover lover. So he's got a good pedigree, he's obviously got talent, some issues, uh, keen to see how he goes. I think he can go very well based off his trial performances.
0: Alrighty, righty, that wraps up. Uh, oh, look, maybe we better just have a small chat about the uh, jumps on Sunday, which, uh, uh, of course, at Sandown, Australian Hurdle and Steeple Day, uh, Valak uh, is fairly, um, will be fairly popular uh, coming off two hurdle starts with two win- wins in the hurdle, Daniel, but uh, you found one to beat Valak.
1: Yeah,
2: look, i am going to give Saunter Boy uh, another chance. He started favourite in the Gallywood at Warrnambool and wasn't his best jumping display. He's clearly got jumping ability, um, as shown in the past, and his win at Pakenham was pretty impressive, uh, albeit in a weaker field. So um, he's a good flat-track performer. If he, if he can jump as well as I, I, I've seen him jump before, he, I think he can bounce back at a, at a bigger price and hopefully knock off uh, Valakou. You're right, he'll be popular on the back of two. Straight wins. I think home of midnight, Pound by midnight, is going well in the flat, this preparation. Um, and it's since had a good jump. Jumps trial since is uh, another chance as well. But probably the main three in that, five, six and seven. And in the Ladbrokes Australian Chase,
0: that was race two, the Australian hurdle. The Australian steeple is race three. Uh, market sees it as a bit of a match race between the top two, bit of a lad and Michelin. Daniel,
2: you are with uh, Michelin with the six kilo advantage. That's right, I thought he was very good um, over the steeples. His first go over the steeples, his preparation, it was a pretty dominant win. Uh, I think that weight advantage might be a little bit too much to overcome for a bit of a lad. Who, um, it was obviously, it's hard, hard to knock, and looked over the clear two for me. Two on top of one. Riding high on his best can certainly um, give this a shake as well, and that would be the main three for me. Two, one on two one and five in that race, Bucks. Alrighty, well, that wraps
0: up the preview section of the podcast and uh, brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yay! Well, any excuses for last
1: week? Uh, complete wipeout. Well, Lakeen loomed up. He had that race oh. won a hundred <laughs> times and just would not go past. So, yeah, that was a very
2: costly second. Um, All right. Nothing from me. I, I, I should have went with reloaded, but I um, I chose against it, unfortunately. But... Oh, well, the streak continues. Hopefully we can bounce back this week.
0: Yes, well, speaking of which, what are you doing
2: to uh, bounce back, Daniel? I'll go to the Doomben Cup. Zaki was super impressive in the Hollandale and runs up to that and approval on on dry ground, Uh, the stable is saying. So I think he'll be hard to beat in the Doomben Cup. Race seven at Doomben, number five.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to split my 20. I'm going to play that race six at Rose Hill and I'm going to have 10 for a win on both quiet Michael and and good omen so that's race six numbers 10 and 16
0: and i am going to go to flemington where i'm going to have 20 win on a horse called all of brighton who is uh, race six number seven Uh, That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already with all the form for Friday. Friday night, Friday night's rapidly coming to an end, but uh, this is the 2nd last one. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, Fields for Monday, all your favourite columnists and features. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview Podcast.